Okay, so basically, um, yeah, why don't you, like, tell, tell, tell me about yourself, uh, like, I already know, but, like, you know, just say it, say it anyways, um, maybe just a quick background, uh, on things. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, my name's John, I graduated from the University of Waterloo back in 2015, um, studied urban planning, um, graduated, and upon graduation, it was tough to, to find a job, so, uh, I cut hair throughout university just a means to save money, um, no, not knowing that it would uh, eventually turn into a career. After graduation, I uh, started cutting again and then just felt a calling towards it, so decided to uh, jump headfirst into it, um, kind of accept like the two steps back, one step forward type thing, except it was more like 10 steps back, one step forward. <laughs> Uh, but I was willing to take the hit for that. And then as I was kind of in it, grew um, this appreciation of kind of living and in a way that is up to you. Um, first, it was just an idea of like haircuts that were tailored to you as a person, but eventually turned into like, well, it should be, everyone should be able to do what they want to do, um, regardless of their past, future, or present, like, there is a choice to do what you want to do. Um, so that's kind of how Liv Taylor kind of came about, or kind of how just this lifestyle of mine kind of came about. So, right. yeah. So, um, speaking about, like, you know, the whole, the whole transition between, like, okay, now you have your degree, and you're not even gonna, you're not doing anything with it, but you're, yeah. you, you decided to follow like you know a completely different career path yeah. how how was that like overall like you know when you were telling people like yeah i'm not doing anything with this so, um you know did you was there any kind of like struggles like within yourself and others and how did you like kind of overcome that yeah uh definitely a struggle um because when i graduated in 2015 uh i spent months if not a year and a half just applying to jobs like nationwide I think I spent I think I sent about a hundred resumes everywhere um, got like a few interviews but nah, nothing turned into a real thing uh, by October I by October November so I graduated in April by October November I was completely like defeated um, so I decided like just to just to do other stuff, pick up a few things, don't don't lose hope type thing. January of twenty sixteen, I started cutting and publicly saying, like, yeah, I'll cut your hair. Sure, no worries, like I got you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Um But even then it was still this not real thing, because a lot of people knew I cut hair. So it was kind of just like, oh cool, like you're still cutting hair type thing. Um, and even back then, it wasn't. I still didn't consider it a career choice. Um, come March twenty sixteen, I got another job as a just. It it wasn't even a planning job. It was a it was a recruiting job. Uh, was not built for that. <laughs> Hated it. Um, How just, long were you there for? I was there for, I think like, 
a month or two months. No, two months, two months. I think just shy of two months. Yeah. It was just, it was just bad. I, I wasn't built for it. And like they always said, like, you got to be built to be a recruiter. And that's fine. I wasn't. So I accepted that. But during that time of me dreading to go to work every day, uh, decided to see, okay, what other options can I do? I'm clearly not succeeding in planning. Uh, barbering is doing okay. What if, you know, let's, let's maybe dabble into it. Let's look at courses. How do I learn? I don't know anything about barbering. Like, how do I even get started? How can I be successful in this? So in those months of me working there, I also did my research. Um, so it was about like three months worth of research until I finally decided, I was like, you know what, let me just jump. I'll jump into this. So I found a shop and knowing I had zero experience in a shop, I just walked in, found a boss. Like I used my recruiting skills and LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, the crap out of things. Uh, found out who the boss was, found out he was an educator. And the shop was pretty successful. So I was like, great, I'm gonna walk here. Walked in, told the receptionist, hey, I just need to talk to so-and-so. As if I was like a friend, break that kind of cold barrier. Went up to him, introduced myself. I was like, hey, I'm John. I need to do this. I wanna be this. What do I need to do to work for you? Um, and then he was kind of like, um, take down my number and call me on Monday. And this was like a Thursday. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Called him Monday said he's like what do you want like what do you want to get out of this and i was like i just need to learn he's like cool i got an assistant position maybe you can do that come in for an interview cool wednesday thursday met up with him and then he's just like what are the chances and he didn't even finish the sentence and i said yeah don't worry i got it and he's just like what are the chances of you getting some models in i can test you on your haircuts on like a tuesday afternoon and mind you i was still working my other job and they're super suspicious if you leave in the afternoon. It's like red red flags everywhere. <laughs> so it was a Thursday. On a Friday, I went up to my boss and I said I was done. Like that day. I didn't have a job yet, like secured. I just had an audition basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I even told my dad that week, that Monday. I was just like, I'm going to, I'm quitting this week. He's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I can't. No more. Uh, so come the Tuesday did my cuts um after the cuts he's like you know i don't usually do this but i'll I'll hire you in as a junior barber um you know you're not bad um so we'll put you down and that's kind of when i officially transitioned into barbering and it was hard to realize and accept that like okay all those four years of me doing four or five years of doing uh university like am I really putting that under my belt and just tucking it away and in my culture uncles and aunts kind of look down on barbers um so it's a lot I got I still get but I do get flack saying you know are you sure you want to be a barber is this temporary you know do you want me to look for jobs for you um can you raise a family with this that kind of stuff um, and I feed off doubt, like I'm very uh, tenacious when it comes to people doubting me. Like I, I love to rub it in your face, mm-hmm. to be, but in a in a silent way, to be like, yeah, I did do this or I did get that. Um, 
so that kind of fed the fire and definitely a lot of friends supported it but i'm sure a lot of them under their breath was kind of like man why yeah why would you do that um it was it was tough for the first year and even telling my parents telling my parents that i was gonna be a barber was tough because they obviously heavily invested in my education so i kind of had to come up with a game plan of how i told them that this is what i'm gonna do so i spent like months building my clientele at home and showing that like hey there's people like coming here for haircuts wow quite often too man that's a pretty good cut you got you know i did that and then you know eventually i sat them down i'm like i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do this and they're very uh obviously as parents you know you want to you want your best for your kids so it's a push and pull between like but we just sent you to university and also we want you to be happy so i'm sure emotions were being torn in that field um but even to this day like fast forward a couple years uh it's still a struggle and i people are often surprised when i tell them that like yeah i went to uh university of waterloo and they're like wow really like what'd you do and like i went this they're like oh are you ever gonna do that you know and I'm pretty open about it to say like, yeah, I did definitely get a massive pay cut going into barbering. Like the amount of years I need to put into barbering to get to the first year of a paycheck of an urban planner is, is like five to one. Like there's a lot of work I need to put in. Uh, but do I regret it? Uh, no, I think I feel very fulfilled going through going through the struggle um do i compare myself a lot yeah and it sucks (laughs) um i try not to but it happens from time to time and you can't help it you know uh like Susie next door or Susie in your program Mm -hmm. is married with you know one kid coming up and it's just like cool (laughs) awesome i like way to go it's hard not to eat that like sure to take that in yeah um but yeah it was a it's a struggle still a struggle but totally worth it right yeah so speaking of like comparison um you touched upon that really quickly yeah you know how do you like obviously it happens to everyone like we all compare ourselves like subconsciously yeah it just just happens right um how do you personally like kind of overcome that and you know what is your I guess your two cents and advice on yourself or you know yeah. whoever um I learned somewhere in uh like uh there was a speaker I went to and uh he told us told well spoke to me spoke to me that his message spoke to me saying that um like rich and successful people um aren't evil or in the sense that like you know, money isn't the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Rather, it's like it, money just turns into what you you are, right? Like if you're a rude person, a million bucks isn't going to make you a nicer person. It's still going to make you rude. But if you're a nice and genuine person, it's going to do that. But if you continuously associate the negative connotations of a rich person um, as being negative and whatever, it's bad, uh, you'll never get there. Um, so I learned to basically celebrate their successes um 
to say like you know if you see someone with a family and kids and has a beautiful car and a beautiful home rather than spite them and compare yourself to them and saying like oh man I'm never gonna get there or man like I can't believe he's the same age or she's the same age or younger and they're all this um it became an important thing and like habit that I had to create to be able to say like man I'm so happy for them and really genuinely say that you're happy for them and wish them the best because hopefully karma and the universe eventually will turn around and be like give it to you just to be like yeah way to go man like way to way to succeed at that because you don't know their backstory too they could have worked extremely hard for that but it's easy to say oh mom and dad paid for that you don't know and you shouldn't like you know undermine their successes too um because no one no one posts their failures and stuff so maybe them having a kid what if it wasn't part of the plan but now they turn it into a positive or having a car having a beautiful house maybe it's really expensive but they're enjoying it right so it's just, it just became a matter of celebrating them and being like good job like way to go mm-hmm. and then move on with your life to be like okay now to get back to my work mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah I think it's extremely like important to to be able to like think like that when yeah. when you are comparing yourself um so yeah, so it's, it's, it's a really great message. Um, I wanted to ask you about like, uh, like Liv Tailored. Yeah. Um, so obviously that came about from, you know, cutting hair yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you decided to make it a thing, yeah. you know, how did that come about? Um, so originally Liv Tailored was actually called the Tailored Cuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with the catchphrase, uh, it's not just a haircut, it's your haircut. So it's, it was already from the get-go, like, tailored to you. Um, I was very keen on, like, you know, I want to make this you. I didn't know how to differentiate myself as a barber. So everyone was getting, you know, their fresh haircuts and whatever. But I was just like, how do I stand out? What is my ammo? Um, so it became a caring part. It became like, oh, I care for you. I care for your haircut. Um, so that from tailored cuts it transitioned into tailored because I didn't want tailored cuts to be just be a haircutting surface I didn't want people to look at me and say oh you're John the barber or you're John the guy who cuts hair I just wanted to be like oh you're John right and then there's this message behind it whatever it may be um, so eventually went into tailored so Taylor became this new branding thing and I was like cool awesome tried to put it on Instagram there wasn't like it was already taken so I was like crap so I actually put lve.tailored as a because it wasn't taken on Instagram so Liv Tailored actually became because it was the only name available <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> straight facts yeah. um, and then the more I said it the more I went on that Instagram account the more I was kind of like, this isn't bad. Yeah. You know, like, I like the fact it's Liv Tailored, and I like the fact that there's no I in it. It was just L-V-E, so you can either live or you love. And in this culture of 2018 being like, everyone is a, you know, a feminist, or everyone is very sensitive to culturally appropriate things, and, you know, being in the gay community being so important now and being so prevalent 
um, it became an even stronger message to say like, you know, you can live the way you want to and you can love whoever and whatever and you want to in whatever shape or form you want to. So I strongly believe in that and I strongly back the fact that like loving is loving and living is living as long as it's for you and it's you do it for yourself and you know it's your choices and not someone else's I think it's important and I stood behind that because as I shared my message as being someone who's a you know a Waterloo graduate turned into um, a, a barber with starting from scratch um, it be- I became that story of like I need to I need to prove to the world that like you can do these things that you can become nothing to something yeah, yeah. and you can like embody the choices that you want and turn it into something practical and something and materialize it into something you call a life right um so i i, I had i took it upon myself to live that way to be like to be like yeah you can you can i i can do it and if i can do it you can do it and it became that that whole mantra of like, well, if I can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in a better situation than you. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't, you shouldn't make me in a better position than you because we have the same 24 hours in a day. Right. So, yeah. I think that's incredibly important. Um, so that, that's so, like, empowering, like, saying that, like, like, if I can do it, then you can do it. Because, yeah. you know, we all... Ultimately, I feel that, like, we're all on the same kind of, like, playing level. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, people's circumstances are different. Of course, um, yeah. And, you know, maybe someone just... They just simply have more money than you, like, in the, yeah. in the whole family. Like, you know... Or less. More, you know, yeah. or less. You yeah. know, there's, there's things like that, right? And it's easy to... Like you said previously, it's easy to compare, like... You know, people saying... People saying that, like, oh, they got there because of that. Yeah. Um... It's easy to say that, and I almost feel that that's like an excuse for them to not do whatever yeah. it is they want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think you've already said it, but you know, what if someone you know came up to you and was like, "Hey, I don't think I can do like I really want to do what you do, but I don't think I can do it because of X, Y, and Z, right? Or because like my parents won't allow me to, right. or it's like a disgrace, or right. I don't have money, right? You know, what 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 do you tell them? Uh, step by step honestly like it's I totally understand the fact that like everyone comes from a different situation um, like you said some people have more some people have less and some people's parents might hate the idea of it or some people just have no money to start off with it or some people can't leave their job because they want to do this or they have no job to do this and it's it's easy to make all of those uh factors this giant elephant and you can't push an elephant out of a room like immediately you gotta take it like bit by bit um and you can't take a bite out of the whole elephant like you gotta take it step by step and you know if it's let's say like oh you know i can't quit my day job um because i gotta i gotta pay off osap Um, but i want to be a barber or i want to start this cool don't quit your day job you you work eight hours in a day cool you sleep 16 hours or you, you sleep eight eight hours or seven eight hours great that's 15 16 hours every day you still got eight to nine hours mm-hmm. 
take out food and travel, two, three hours maybe. Great, that leaves you five hours. What are you doing for that five hours? If, you're, if you want to do a haircut, a haircut at your stage will probably take an hour. It's five haircuts. It's five clients. You want to do something, you tell them, you tell each of your clients, hey, like, bring a friend, I'll give you a free cut. Bring two friends, I'll give you a free cut. Then there goes your five hours. You, go, you get more. You do this every day, five hours a day. If you don't want five hours a day, take two hours. Like, step by step. Right. Don't, you don't have to give up everything to start something. Eventually, you'll get to that point where that five hours a day becomes six hours a day because you learn to eat for 15 minutes instead of half an hour. You know, whatever it may be, you know, maybe work got easier. You can leave an hour early. Mm-hmm. Great. Now you have more stuff to do. Like whatever it is, you know, you can do it slowly. If your parents hate it, do what I don't know if my way was the best way, <laughs> but it's somehow work. Work to convince your parents that you got this. Cause I think ultimately parents care about your well being. And they want to make sure, especially at our age, like 20s, mid-20s, early 30s, that when they leave, you're going to be fine. And I think that's a lot of parents' worries, is they don't want to leave their child in a position where it's just like they can't sustain themselves. Um, so it's a lot of proving your parents that like, look mom, look dad, you know, I know you don't want me to leave my day job, but this whole, this career that I'm doing now is actually paying for itself. You know, I can, if I do this eight hours a day instead of four hours a day, I can make just as much as this day job and more, whatever it is, right? Like you can, you can convince them somehow. Uh, If you have no money, there's always a way, you know, you can, it's gonna suck for a while and understand the difference between good debt and bad debt. As in good debt is buying that tool that can pay you off and bad debt is buying a pair of shoes that, you know, is $200. Unless you're buying that shoe to flip it for $500, great. (laughs) Keep doing that. If that's your thing, do it. You can buy, if you buy shoes and flip it for double the price or even just 20, 30 bucks more, heck, go do that. Do that twenty. Do that ten times. You got two hundred bucks in your pocket right, right there, like easily. Yeah. Um. If that's your grind, like do it. But it's not gonna be easy, and it's gonna suck, mm-hmm. a lot. And there's gonna be a lot of times where you're gonna go home and you might cry, or you might just go to bed early. You might just be like, "Forget, I don't want to do anything," and that's fine. Yeah. But understand that. The next day is a new day. It's a fresh new 24 hours. Go mm-hmm. get it. Go do whatever your thing is. Mm-hmm. You know, let it process. Don't, don't lock it up. Understand your feelings and then just use it to fuel your next day. Mm-hmm. Use it to fuel your next minute, your next second, your next hour. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be. Nice. So, yeah. I heard somewhere that for every, for every one minute of negativity need five minutes of positivity to negate that mm, so you're spending five minutes on uh negativity you gotta spend pretty much an hour yeah to create positivity yeah. to negate all that damn so choose your time wisely. <laughs> yeah clearly yeah clearly so clearly like 
the hustle is important. It's crazy important. Yeah, yeah. like you know, it's you gotta do it. Yeah. Like you know, if you want to get somewhere, you gotta accept the fact that like, okay, I'm gonna have to after work. I I gotta keep working. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, if you want to start something. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about like um, your. Uh, oh yeah, was there at any moment? Um, did you feel, or even maybe even now, like, was there any moment you even feel that, like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing anymore, kind of thing, um, I don't know if this is the right choice, and you're, you're almost, like, a little hesitant on going 100% in, because, like, that last 10% is, like, I'm still not sure, um, because of, you know, you went to university, you have a bunch of people around you that are, are probably, you know, second thinking, or, like, doubting you, um, yeah, and then there's, there's that whole notion of, like, uh, to me, personally, like, being entrepreneurial, like, myself also, yeah. um, it's extremely important for me to balance between, like, I don't care about what you think, yeah. um, versus, and also, like, like, I want to hear your input, but I also yeah. don't really care, right. you yeah, know? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely on that last point that you made, yeah, it's important not to care. <laughs> yeah. In... A nice way like I look at it as not not caring about what other people think but standing your ground into what you think like um, let's take legacy for example um, like a design aspect you know I might tell you yo the shirt logo is great but wouldn't it be great if it was like upside down and like this in my head it sounds great and you're you're listening to me you're like oh, I guess so <laughs> but in your head you're like that is the dumbest idea ever <laughs> um, and it becomes that push and pull of like thank you for your feedback but I really think that this way is gonna work mm-hmm. and obviously knowing the fact of like okay no that's I guess yeah I am wrong mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of times yeah when I when I I, I still kind of get to that point of not knowing what I'm doing like I'm definitely in recent months felt that again um, where you know let's say clientele is low uh, income isn't so good um, and you're kind of looking at your bank statements and your like previous months going like oh my goodness like this is not a good month what the heck I'm so stressed blah 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 and like is this actually what I want to do man if only I went into this like if only I went into that if only I did that like there's a lot of if onlys and it's important I guess for me and I still try and practice it as in I haven't mastered it and mind you I don't think I'll master this for a long time Um, but it's reinforcing yourself to be like just focus on what you're doing like just it's as cliche as it is it's the whole trust the process thing Mm -hmm. um because it will eventually pay itself off um you know putting in that work just trusting and believing in yourself believing in your work will really just pay itself off somehow somewhere you know maybe you posting on instagram isn't getting a lot of traffic but maybe that one person who liked it shows it to their friend and their friend who's getting married who then needs this service from you or you know knows this person from this company and now needs this service from you you just don't know so it's just that consistently putting in that work 
and accepting that you will have those days, mm-hmm. you will have those struggling days, mm-hmm. um, will definitely uh, kind of differentiate between the, the entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurs, um, because the entrepreneurs will just hit a bad day and be like, well, all right. Um, and the entrepreneurs will kind of sit there and be like, it's a bad day, but that's okay. There's tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how important is, um, is vision for you? You know, like, do you, or just in general, like, do you ever think about, like, um, like vision in terms of, like, where you want to be in the next five, ten years? Or do you, are you, are you more of, like, I'm going to take it day by day and see, see what comes next? Which is completely fine. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I know there are some people that, that do that. Yeah. Um, me, personally, I'm definitely a visionary in the yeah. sense that, like, I will think so far ahead that yeah. everything now, all the little things don't, they don't even matter to me. Yeah. Right. Because I'm so, you know, in the, f- in the yeah. future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, definitely. I think having a vision and having a big why, uh, will definitely get you through those day to day struggles. Um, I'm definitely a, I'm definitely both. Um, Heck, when I was in third year university, I had a five-year plan to be doing something else. And obviously, when I graduated university, that five-year plan went to nothing. So I had to remake a five-year plan. Um, and I thought, like, I'm constantly trying to rejig my five-year plan or five, ten-year plan. But I know one thing is for sure, and hopefully I can make it for sure, is I do want to retire when I'm 40. <laughs> But retirement to me is not a drop everything and not and do nothing because that just that's a boring, boring life. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get to a point where I'm comfortable enough to not work the 60, 80 hours a week. You know, it's to work 30 hours a week, 20 hours a week to have that choice to be able to do that. You know, not to say like I'm never doing haircuts again, but to say like I can come in you know, do a couple haircuts, feel good, leave, um, you know, if I, if I own a shop, you know, it's just like, let that shop run itself, and be like, okay, see you guys later, you know, sweep up the floor, kind of like, just, not the bare minimum, but still enjoying it, not, Mm -hmm. not struggling, um, so I'm definitely, I think I'm definitely both, and I'm a strong believer of the big why, because if your why is so big, all those struggles that you hit day to day is nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just vision, 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 visualize, visionize, <laughs> visualize um, what your end goal is, whatever it may be, whether it's having a beautiful home, whether it's uh, having a beautiful family, whether it's, you know, taking care of your parents. If that is your like 10 year goal, whatever your struggle is today will like, will be nothing compared to that because that goal will be so big that it will, at least for me, it will drive me to succeed, mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, like there, I don't know if, for me, if, if someone's waiting on you, if someone's relying on you, that's a big push to mm-hmm. me. To be able to say like, yeah, like when someone says, I rely on you, or if you if there's even a feeling of reliance on you, that's a, that's a big reason to get up every day. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, actually, um, of the why, I'm I'm also a strong believer. Like you need to have a why. Yeah. Like if if you're gonna start anything, yeah, you're you you need to have a purpose and a why to yeah. why you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, following the money is not gonna work. It's just yeah. it it doesn't it never yeah. it never does. Yeah. Right. Um. So, you know, I wanted to ask like, what is what what's your why with lifting? Like, why do you what what motivates you in the morning? What gets you going? Um, you know, what do you come back to every time that you're feeling the struggle? It's like, wait. I'm doing this because of this, and, yeah. and that's the why. Day to day, my big why is definitely my clients. Um, it's always an enriching feeling to hear clients say, like, oh man, I feel so good. Like, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I can't wait for my date, my night, my job, whatever, like, whatever it may be. So, day to day, that's my why. Like, me waking up and saying, I don't want to cut hair today isn't is over is automatically like put down by but think about how good you'll make these people feel and it's just like yeah you're right cool um long term wise um I definitely have this uh like this big why of um don't like mess up your name it's a lesson that my dad taught me when I was a kid. And he's like, don't mess up your name. You like, you only have one name, so make sure it counts. Um, so it became the, the whole thing of like, I became very proud of like my name and making sure that it's not stained in any sort of way. And, you know, I live for like my parents and their parents being able to send their kids to school successfully and proudfully you know i want to be able to do that for my kids too i don't want to i don't want my kids to say dad can i go to here and me being able to say no sorry we can't afford that Mm -hmm. you know i want to be able to say sure like even if it's a struggle sure we'll make it work um that's a big why when it comes to family um i just want I have this driving force of like just making people feel good and I don't think I've really narrowed down my why. I think my why is all over this place but it definitely encircles around the fact of like I want to be able to give you opportunities to feel a certain way and I don't want my personal struggle to hinder what that, to hinder whatever you want to feel. You know whether it's family, whether it's friends. You know, if my friend gets married and says, I'm having a wedding in Japan, can you come out and be my best man? I don't want to be able to say, no, sorry, I can't afford it. I want to be able to say, yeah, man, I'll be there. I'll get you just one beer because that's expensive already. (laughs) Um, But whatever it may be, you know, like this driving force of like, I want to serve you. I want to, you know, be around you and be with you and like support you because I don't know, like... I've had a lot of support and I definitely want to be able to give that back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's a super strong why, like already on its own, right? Yeah. Um, really taking a look at like the people that are around you who've supported you, who you want to support, stuff like that. Um, it's really like things, like people think about it, but they don't, you know, um, for sometimes like they don't really think about it, right? Right. Um, which can be an issue, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so thanks for, for sharing all of that. That's, that's amazing. Um, I wanted to ask about, like, um, you know, what, what, 
was I going to say? I completely forgot. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, like, obviously when starting something, there's always going to come with, uh, you know, that whole baggage of doubt. Yeah. You know, your own personal limitations. People yep. telling you, like, you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, because, like, let's get real. Like, you know, you, it, it's not very common for for you to co-op someone that's in like their early 20s mid 20s and ask like hey do you have like a company or something or have yeah. you started anything it's yeah. most likely no yeah or like they're you know maybe they thought about it but they haven't really actually done anything right um because of you know doubt limitations yeah. that's really you know bestowed upon themselves right yeah. um are you a you know i you know what for me like i'm a strong believer in you can basically do anything you want. Like, you know, it's a decision to do whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to quit, quit. Yeah. If, you know, you don't, no one's forcing you to do yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, realistically, you, you have no uh, limitations yeah. at all. Because yeah. you can decide to say no and you can decide to take the leap. Like, it's all in a second that can happen. Right? Um, what is your take on, on, like, you know, people that, that have mental limitations or, like, self-doubt uh, and the whole notion of like um, people's uh, people's way of supporting I, re- I read this the other day is that most people's way of supporting is by telling them what they can't do which really like you know mixed up in my mind a bit which, which, which is like you know what that's actually kind of true because like you know whenever I talk to I don't know if it's just the old demographic about like doing something they're always like yeah that's great but make sure to do this first or like you know you I don't think that's a good idea like they, they're never really like cheering you on they're more about like here's the precaution like you know yeah um, it's a little negative in, in a sense so. yeah um but what is your take on on that whole uh that whole thing of like you know th- is it true that like do you think that there's no there's no barriers there's no limitations like if you, if you really boil it down um or do you think that like no there are some limitations that you get you got to consider um but you know this is and this and this like yeah um if you really boil it down like absolute highest temperature and boil it down to nothing there are no limitations but at the start of that boiling process there is a shit ton of limitations right there is a lot of um whether it's physical emotional or mental and those all require um a lot of training um Mental training is definitely one of the toughest things to overcome. Um, And definitely everyone's in a different mental state. Um, Especially, you know, if they're in an environment that can be non-supportive, whether it's parents, friends, uh, brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever it may be. If you're in a non-supportive environment, it's easy for your mental mind to say, you know, screw this, let's not do this. Um, because I learned somewhere that your, your brain is, isn't programmed for you to succeed. Uh, it's programmed for you to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a sense that what you did today and what you did yesterday was safe. So if you took a giant leap yesterday, that was, your mind will immediately say to tomorrow that, okay, we survived that. So we're good. Let's just stick to that. Um, so it's trained to stop you from doing big things. So it's a mental training to be able to say, 
I get it. Like, thanks. You know, thanks for your concern. But I'm gonna take another big step. Um, and it takes, even if maybe it's not big steps, maybe it's little steps. Making it's convincing your mind that these little steps are okay. That you're not gonna die. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's that whole thing. It's that whole thing of comfort zones, mm-hmm. and it becomes a whole thing of like how how much are you willing to take like how much crap are you willing to take when you get out of that comfort zone and if like it's a lot of that understanding that your success and your happiness like your real happiness is outside of that comfort zone is just a step outside but your mind is telling you no and if you ever think about it like say you want to do this something big uh let's say skydiving um and your friends your family is like are you sure bro <laughs> like no don't do it like i heard this i heard that whatever it is and then you do it you felt great you land everything's good and those same friends and those same family tell you yo i knew you could do it i knew it like you you got it like a total switch same person same thing just different message and your mind is exactly the same way mm-hmm. because when you doubt or when you're going to do something your mind's like no no, no, no. <laughs> let's not let's not do that you know let's not get on that longboard let's say you're going to fall you get on a longboard you feel good your mind's like that was sick let's do that again <laughs> yeah, yeah. right but it's that switch and it's annoying <laughs> That your same brain that told you you can't do it is also now that same brain that told you that told you you can't. Right. So it's important. It's a mental training to be able to say you can do it. To keep doing it every single day to say you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because eventually then your emotions will follow. Then your actions will follow. Because I, there's another equation that I learned is thoughts plus feelings plus actions equals results. So right from the get-go, the first thing is if your thoughts is whack, your feelings is going to be whack, <laughs> your actions is going to be whack, and your results are going to be whack. Right. It's just natural. But if your thoughts are good and positive, your feelings are going to be good, and your actions will probably be reflective on that, and your results will even be better. It's, like, it's that whole thing of garbage in, garbage out. Right. Right. Like, so it's, it's, you gotta start right from the mental game of, you got this, then your feeling will say, you know, I do got this, then you do it, then you feel good. So if you really boil it down to nothing, then yeah, there are no limits, Mm -hmm. but there's a shit ton of things to do before Mm -hmm. you get to that. Right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta boil all that water down to (laughs) nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's super inspiring or yeah, inspiring and like, uh, I guess, like, really thoughtful and insightful, how you broke everything down, you know, saying that, like, there is limits, but this is how you kind of overcome it. Yeah. You know, and you, you got to bring that down. Yeah. Um, just as, like, I, I wrap this up, um, yeah. you know, what is one thing that you live by? Like, you absolutely live by it. There's no moving it. There's no stopping this. Like, it's it's just something that is always going to be with you no matter what. Um, and something that, like, you think that other people should should kind of take a look at also um probably like two phrases um and I, I know you asked for one but it's two phrases yeah that's fine uh one is keep going 
And the second one is there's always a way. Uh, keep going. I ran into it. I ran into that quote studying uh, at like 3 a.m. I went into the library and it was the 24-hour library and I found a spot because I was just like, oh man, it's a stressful week. I hate exams, blah, 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 blah. You know, I was down, 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 down. And then I sat down in a cubicle and there was a post-it note that just said, keep going. And it was the biggest flip in inside me. And that was big. And there's always a way it came from actually my grandfather, which he probably got it from someone else. <laughs> but I think it's became like a family thing because before me, and before and in my dad's generation, even before my dad's generation, our family was nothing. Um, you know, we were well off, but then there was a time, but family history, like it went to nothing. Um, my grandfather, I think only finished high school, had seven kids and successfully made all of them finish school, like university. Um, and I remember my dad telling me when they were kids, uh, you know, if they wanted this new toy, uh, there was this toy that my dad showed me. It was like a racing toy, but it's on a magnetic track. Mm. And the technology on that, like back in the 90s, was like this cool thing. It was like, wow, that's awesome. Or maybe actually, pff, like there, this is not even the 90s. My dad's old. Uh, <laughs> probably like the 70s or 80s, right? He told me that his his dad, so my grandfather, built that track like, learned how to do the magnetic stuff, took like a Hot Wheels car and put stuff on it just so it can run it. And they built it in their garage. Damn. Right? Like my dad, my grandfather, high school graduate, did that. Um, and it became the whole thing. And I can see this all in my dad's family and his siblings is there's, there's always a way to do something. It, you know, you might run into something and it might be the biggest roadblock. But there's there's got to be a way there's got to be a different angle you know if, so when you hit a roadblock when you hit something that sucks you know take a step back and just realize okay there's there's, there's always a way like i <laughs> guarantee guarantee you will never not find a way right like uh, life's promise i can guarantee <laughs> yeah you broke something guarantee there's a way to fix it right for sure um and those are like the things that definitely keeps me going like whenever it struggle day day to day struggle whatever it may be like there's there's just there's just always a way and you just gotta look for it right and that becomes part of the process too that becomes the joy of it you know yeah. finding that way yeah and it's uh it's fun yeah so yeah no I love that I love the the whole thing of like there's always a way yeah. always yeah um funny story because like my my mom actually says that a lot right yeah and I and beforehand I'd like. I would actually argue with her, like, I don't know, there's no way, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> it's not happening, yeah. right? <clears throat> and I didn't really understand back then, um, this was, like, early high school, and she was always, like, there's always a way, and, like, you know, and she would tell that to my cousins, too, because one of my cousins, he's, like, a pretty hard-headed person, yeah. and, like, he kind of likes to argue and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she would always say, no, there's always a way. Yeah. Um, I finally understand what that means now, right? Yeah. Um, because, and like you said, it's kind of fun to look for the 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 solution. the solution yeah right it's almost like solving a puzzle yeah um and I actually find it pretty fun too whenever someone's like even one of my friends is like 
I don't know, making excuses or complaining about something that he yeah. wants to do. I'm like, no, no, you can do this instead. Yeah. And kind of like showing them that like, this is the way, or this is one of the ways that yeah. you can do it, right? Yeah. Like, just, just go do it. Um, so yeah, no, I definitely agree that like, it's, it, it's inspiring to see that like someone that's kind of like in my position also like trying to do things, starting stuff is, is thinking the same way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for that. But yeah, I think I agree. There's for anything, there's, yeah. there's always a way, uh, regardless. So hundred. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, John. I think that was great. Awesome. Um, that, was, that was amazing. Thank you. Um, thanks Thank for you, sharing David. everything. Oh, no. no worries. Thank you.